Hello and welcome into the Grace Point Daily Podcast. I am your host, Pastor Jeremiah Johnson, and we are bringing you back for part three of a Not a Fan Roundtable discussion. Guys from our church, Grace Point, have been going through this book and they had just having great dialogue and some information. So I figured I'd give you one more part. Here it is. I hope you enjoy it. He's a beer distributor. He made a lot of money, which they all do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, uh, went to a convention conference in New Orleans. And whoever this Art Nobles was, was a guy walking down the street carrying a big wooden cross on his back. Mm-hmm. And he saw that, of course, the guy wasn't a bad guy, but... Uh, he hadn't encountered Jesus, you know, and he saw this. And he said, my goodness, how can you carry that? You're going to hurt yourself, you know. And all the man did, this old guy just looked at him. And I can visualize this, and mm-hmm. I've seen stuff like this before. I never will forget. I don't want to get off track here, but I never will forget. Years ago when I was in the Navy and we were we were in San Francisco, <coughs> all places, we are in San Francisco. <laughs> yep. And there was a guy standing on top of the soapbox, preaching <laughs> to people. You know, repent or perish type stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. All day long he'd stand there and preach. Of course, some people just walked by, other people would mock him, but that's what he did. But this guy was carrying the cross, and he just looked at this gentleman, Mr. Hartledge is his name. God has a plan for your life, and that was all. That's all he said. And the guy went home and got thinking. Got to thinking. It just stuck with him. Whatever he saw, it, it just stuck with him. And uh, is this the one where somebody invite them invited them to an angel celebration? Here again. Somebody planted the seed and invited them to an Easter pageant. Yeah. And. Uh, they attended it, and basically they accepted Jesus, and basically he sold everything he had. He knew it's what you were just mentioning. Well, I don't know if I can keep doing what I've been doing all these years, you know, which has been so good to me. Uh, uh, and what he did, I guess he, he sold everything he had, and he started a Christian radio station. This spreads the invitation of Jesus to thousands of people every day. Wow. As a result, well, because he was he, a he was a millionaire. He was a millionaire. Yeah, he, you know he was the Miller man. He yeah. beer. Yeah, you know everything, cars, everything. Mm-hmm. Had it all. And he knew by accepting Jesus, he couldn't continue that lifestyle. Right. So he sold everything and started a Christian radio station. Wow. Wow, that's awesome. But it was because of someone, the world was saying some weirdo was walking down the street carrying a wooden cross. And then somebody else that he was talking to said, why don't you all come to our Easter pageant? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Somebody, two seeds were planted there. Yeah. And it took hold in this man. And he began to think and he was, whatever it was, yeah. Uh, led him to say, okay, okay, why not? We'll do this. Mm-hmm. Holy Spirit did the rest. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I love that. Okay. Chapter 9. 
Come After Me, A Passionate Pursuit. Um, this starts out the story, talks about, do you remember your first crush? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mine was fifth grade. I remember mine, yes. Uh, <laughs> you sounded very... Yeah. I, just, I was doing that for the theatrics. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, do we remember that? That first time that we just, you know, we fell in love. That's what Jesus wants. Mm-hmm. Jesus wants that same reaction, that same time. It talks about a story of him and his buddies, and one one of his friends became the first time, you know, got that before he did. Mm-hmm. And they were all trying to do an intervention on him. Mm-hmm. You know, saying, hey, you, all you do is just sit with her, and you call <laughs> her, and you spend your money on her. And they're in, like, in fifth grade, and all you do is you don't play football with us anymore. You go and play some clappy hand game, and... But that's what Jesus wants. He wants that, that first. He wants us to have that same reaction. Mm-hmm. Shameless, uh, shameless promotion for the Grace Point Daily podcast to listen to. Uh, a couple episodes ago, we did uh, about passion. I did it yeah. the day after Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. and I'd read an article on I think it was USAToday.com or just some, it was some news site, and it was secular, <laughs> just talking about love and or passion specifically. And it talked about the four stages of passion. That number one, the first stage, number one, is where we hunt or, you know, we find, oh, she looks really pretty, that phase. And then we go into phase two when we connect or we start dating where we talk about this passionate love phase where all we do is think about them. And that's actually a chemical, you know, there's chemicals being released in your brain that are producing that, but they only last for uh, and I've read other books that said that lasts in the two-year, two-year-ish mark. So that tends to be why you see Hollywood stars or common people right. married for two to three years and then they divorce. Yeah. Wife or husband number two, two, three, four years. And then they say the, the infamous phrase, I just, I'm not in love with you anymore. Yeah. And it's because they've, they've moved out of this euphoric chemical yeah. uh, reaction uh, then into this third phase. So then basically they're saying the third phase, that's where now love becomes a choice. And you have to choose. Now it's not like wake up every morning and snuggle on the couch for 30 minutes and giggle and laugh or blah, blah, blah. Now you're in this phase where the euphoria has ended. But if you will choose to love and keep making the decision to love in this third phase, then you move into phase number four, which where true love mm-hmm. begins and this is where you meet people that are married 60, 50 years because now love has become something deeper yeah. and greater than just euphoric yeah. love. So this is and basically it's the same thing spiritually is we, we meet God. Mm-hmm. We see him. We're like, oh, I think I want him. Mm-hmm. Then we bring him into our life. We bring him into our life. We fall in love with him. He's everything. Then we hit stage number three, and that's where people backslide, right. walk away, right. because they, the euphoric <clears throat> feeling of Christ does have an, an ending point in, right. in, the, in the physical, in this earth. It has kind of an ending point. And then now true Christianity begins where you have to like, there's a grind. There's yeah. like... I lost my job. Where's Jesus? You know, whatever. Yeah. My my spouse died. You know, now following Jesus is a choice. But then if you will stay faithful to God, he'll stay faithful to you. You hit this finally phase four 
where now there's a deep entrenched love that's greater than that euphoric connection that now you're like, I'm going to live for Jesus yeah. all my life. And that's, yeah. that's what we want to get to. <clears throat> yeah. It's, Amen. Yeah. You know, you know, he talks about the story of, you know, he, then the next year he finally figure out why this other kid, because, you know, he sees someone, but it's that if anyone would come after me mm-hmm. and deny himself and take up and cry daily for me, that's what the, that first kid would do, and he was denying himself and falling, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. putting everything he earned, everything, his moments, everything time to this young girl. Yeah. But that's what Jesus wants. Yeah. Jesus wants us to, to die, deny ourselves and come after him, nine, Luke 9.23. Yeah. And we can still have, the one thing I think we should always pause to say is, is throughout our journey of Christianity, we can still have that passion. We can still have that. I think sometimes we feel like, Okay, now you're a Christian. Life's going to be completely boring and horrible now. Yeah. But you got to do it. Just, no, it, it doesn't, you can still have that passion. And I think it is this in the chapter where he shares that story with his his uh, mom or grandma or whatever, where they go visit the grave. Basically, yeah, where he's with his, yeah. Yeah, that's the end of this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But also, I remember when you were talking about the different passions at different levels, you know, I was reading a story of, of it was, I don't know if it's in this book or another book. It's where him and his wife are sitting having a meal, and he sees at another table this young couple and how they're so sitting so close to each other and so passionately, you know, just talking with each other and you know, oh, yeah. always talking, always you know, flirting with each other. And then there's an older couple, and they're just sitting there so quietly, just eating their meal together. And he felt pity on this older couple. Mm-hmm. Because he felt like the passion was out of the marriage. Yeah. And then his wife just said, no, that's so beautiful. That's so that's loving. Yeah. Because they can just sit there and don't have to say a word. They just know each other. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Are you at that point, Kenny? Yeah, I really am. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Richard? Hmm? Are you always chatting? <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> We still talk. She <laughs> <shares>. she <laughs> you just listen, right? <laughs> well, I are... find if I don't make eye contact, it's better that way. <laughs> <laughs> he was. He also brings up the story about you know when he, you know, meets his fiance and how he, you know, his fiance borrows his car and drives eighty miles. No, he rode a bike 80 miles. No, no, no. His, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, his sorry, wife, sorry. his fiance oh, goes home yeah, that's right. to his home for 80 miles. And then he doesn't have a car and his roommate doesn't have a car. Yeah. So, but he wants to see her. He, see, he needs to see her. He's so in love with her that he steals a bike. Because yep. technically they didn't <laughs> yeah. own a bike, so they just borrow yeah. one off campus. Yeah. And they ride through Kansas. this. <laughs> 80 miles. <laughs> to see her, yeah, you know he, Something you know they sleep in a in a ditch, and the state trooper comes by and wakes him up, you know, forcefully, <laughs> and he just shakes his head, like, why would you do something? Why would we do that? And even his fiance, why would you even do that? I thought he was crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she probably thought, yes, she still married him, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's what Jesus wants. Yeah, Jesus wants us to be that crazy. Wants us to go out, yeah, and follow him that passionately. Yeah. You know, how can they do that? Do what? 
Brad eighty mile. for eighty mile. Because <laughs> <laughs> passion yeah. takes over. Yeah. Yeah. I know the island. I know the island. Yeah. I know the yeah. islands. And uh, he was going to Ozark. Yeah. So he had to go in some place over in Kansas. Yeah. I don't know who who Kyle's wife is, but uh, well, he yeah. said you should cross Kansas. You know, eighty miles. You know. Well. <laughs> That's somewhere between, I don't know, that's somewhere between here and Wichita. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, that's... I was thinking about that same thing when I was... Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm going to take him to do that. It'll, you know, probably a weekend, you know. I don't know how long, how fast you can go on a bike. And uh, Some can go faster than others. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I go I about a mile most, a day. The most I've ridden in a day is 30 miles, and that took me yeah. a few hours. Yeah. 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 Two to three hours, do 30. Yeah, so. Of course, you're doing faster than you you, do, you, you are walking, yeah. so mm-hmm. maybe it didn't. <laughs> you know, it took a while. Page 134, cohabiting with Jesus. You know, he talks about, you know, the fear among fans that going all in, they got to miss out. They're going to miss out on something special. By going all in, they're going to miss out. It's the same thing with a guy who can't commit to marriage. He believes that by going all in in his into the marriage, he's going to miss something. Something better is going to walk by and he ain't going to get it. You know, he talks about this vow, and I want to read this vow to you, that he said that if two people who are not married and they want to live together, they should read this vow. And it says, I, John, take you married to be my co-inhabitant, to have sex with and to share bills with. I'll be around while things are good, but I probably won't be there, be if things get tough. If you should get a cold, I'll run to the drugstore for some medicine. If you get sick to the point where you can no longer meet my needs, then I'll have to move on. Forsaking many others, I will be more or less faithful to you for as long as it feels good to me. (laughs) If we should break up, it doesn't mean this wasn't special for me. I commit to live with you for as long as this works out. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good statement. <laughs> yeah. That's what people want Jesus to be. Yeah. Yeah. As long as things are good, yeah. I'm okay. As long as, you know, think the blessings are flowing and everything flowing, it'll be okay. But Jesus didn't say he'll come to make the life more abundant, blessing everything. He just said life will be more abundant, that more more bills, more heartache, more suffering, more hurting. Those things come along too. Mm-hmm. But people don't want those. People want the happy, go, everything good, Christianity. They don't want the nails, grindstone type Christianity. <clears throat> yeah. Right. Those are messages they preach today. Do what? That's the messages they preach today in most churches that everything will be fine. Perfect. Yeah. It will be happy. Blessing more. More blessing. People believe that. And once everything goes, uh, you know, south, then they're just thinking about what happens. Yeah. 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 Then it goes on and talks about how how you can rekindle that. If If you have gotten felt that way, how can you rekindle that back? How can you just like a you know marriage relationship? If you if the passion is out of your marriage, you can start sharing little things to get that passion back. You know, bringing her flowers every day, doing little gifts for her every day, or you know, 
she writing little notes to you every day. And by doing those little bitty things, the passion will come back. Um, I've seen a thing where it was a, uh, someone did a jar and they put 31 days, you know, so they took a piece of paper and wrote 31 things they would do for their wife every day, 31 different things, and they put it in the jar. And they would reach in the jar and then pull out one little thing every day. And they would do that for their wife. And by doing that, they would get the passion back, get the loving for their wife back. And they would put it back in the jar, and then the next month they shake it up and pick out a new, you know, every day. And it just helped rebuild that passion. Doing little things can help rebuild. Just like with Christ. When you got saved, Kelly, you were gun-ho fired for the Lord, right? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, kind of. Well, you said you got you went and saved twenty. You got twenty people. That's when I got baptized. baptized but, yeah, yeah. But, when I got saved, I was eighteen. And but but when you sure. got baptized, you 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 yeah. got the passion. You yeah. Know? And you yeah. were gun hole fire yeah. for the I've Lord. Been baptized. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes with people that that they wean, they fade. It, they they yeah. go to church. They sit there in the same spot in the same pew, twenty thirty years. Yeah. But if their passion gone, they can bring it back. They can do little things. They can start reading their Bible more every day. They can yeah. start worshiping while they're doing dishes or worshiping, you know, while they're cleaning their house or driving or they can go to church and be amongst other believers who have the passion. Mm-hmm. And that, it, it spreads. Yeah. Well, that has been our three-part roundtable discussion regarding the Not a Fan book we've been going through. If you haven't read that one, check it out. It's a great, challenging book. It's going to encourage you to just be a radical follower of Jesus Christ. Thanks for joining us on the Grace Point Daily Podcast. We will talk to you next time.